Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cubby's Grid podcast, Climbing the Ivy on the Fan Side Network. This is your host, Alex Pat, alongside Adam McGinnis, who is back this week. Tonight's show, um, yeah, if you're listening to this now, I think you pretty much know if you're a Cubs fan what's going on with the team. Five-game losing streak coming into today. Really ugly sweep in Cincinnati. A lot of injuries piling up. We got some news on that front as well. So we're going to get to all that tonight and more, so stick around. Adam, welcome into the show. Thank you, Alex. Good to be here. Yeah, good to have you back. Even though things were very peaceful and very orderly last week when you were here. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, so yeah, I'll do what back. I can to uh, cause some anarchy this week. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less. And uh, also, our good buddy Cody, who we write with, he is hoping to hop on in about 20 minutes or so. He just messaged me, so we should have Cody on the show again. So, uh, with that being said, um, there's one bit of business that we would like to mention on the show before we dive into any Cubs. It's very, very unfortunate circumstances right now. Um one of our guys, Nicholas Blazek, he's really our boss, one of our chief editors here at Fansided's Cubby's Crib, is battling some very serious health issues. Um, unfortunately, it sounds like he has a brain tumor right now, and he just had surgery. And right now, you know, we don't really have a status on him yet, but it was pretty serious when they took him in. But we just ask all our listeners to keep him in your thoughts. And there is a GoFundMe for Nicholas Blazek, that's the name again of our editor, uh, to kind of help him with the expenses of what he's going through. You know, he's got a lot of medical bills, obviously, through what's going on. So any little bit helps and any little bit of awareness for him helps. He's really a wonderful guy. When he brought me on, he was so welcoming uh, very, very friendly, very funny. We call him Grandpa Blaze because he's kind of the old guy of the group, so kind of in Grandpa Ross. He's our Grandpa Rossi. Let's just say that. He's our Grandpa Rossi. So to see him go through this is really, really tough, and we just want everyone to be aware so we can all give them any support we can. Um, I, Adam, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to say, but you know, that, that's that's a very unfortunate update we have to give, and we, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with him. Yeah, this is a serious moment. Um, Blazik was uh, one of the first editors I had when I came on to Cubby's Crib, and he was extremely helpful for me. Um, and, yeah, so for all of our listeners out there, if you could just keep a good thought for Blaze, keep him in your prayers. Um, he's got a family. He's got a wife and a kid on the way. So this is uh, very troubling, very uh, sad to hear this news. So uh, just keep him in your thoughts. Definitely. Uh, we hope to hear some encouraging news soon. Uh, so we will keep everyone updated on that as we go along. 
All right, well, let's dive into baseball. The Cubs on this losing streak. Swept in four games in Cincinnati. Lost the first game last night. Last night was particularly frustrating because you got good pitching, which you haven't really gotten at all in Cincinnati. But the offense that has been overall very lackluster lately continue to do so. They've had several innings with two on, nobody out. Couldn't do anything with it. The one run they got was on a sack fly by Baez, but at that point they were down multiple runs in the ninth against Kenley Jensen. Really frustrating ball game. The main story was Dwayne Underwood pitching, and he threw almost 40 pitches in the first, but didn't give up anything. He gave up a solo home run to Kike Hernandez, but other than that, he actually rebounded and looked good. Uh, So there was one positive there. But, Adam, back to the Cincinnati series. Everything went bad. The hitting, for the most part, was bad. The pitching was horrendous. The fundamentals were horrendous. Everything was bad. What do you think was the most troubling thing to watch during that series? Well, I don't know that there is any one thing in particular. Getting swept in four games by the Reds is about as low as you can get. Um, The hitting was okay in the fourth game, I suppose. They scored six runs, and six runs against the Reds of 2018 should be enough every single time, but it wasn't. And it looked like they had that game in the bag, too, for the longest time. And then, and then of course, things kind of uh, imploded. But uh, overall, you know, I'm as frustrated as anybody else with that series, but also this is baseball. You know, it's not... Uh, it's not a football season where the the uh, the games are in a short burst and the best team doesn't always win. And these crappy, bad stretches, they happen. Uh, you just got to take it and move on to the next one. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about a lot of this on Twitter as well as others. This is always the time of year when the Cubs hit the low point. You remember in 2016, the one awful stretch they had it was at this time. It was exactly at this time. And it looks very similar. Pitching implosions was probably the most similar thing. Uh, offense up and down. So there, I guess there's just something about this time of year. The one annoying thing is, is you want to get out of this because the Brewers are going to be playing Kansas City, and the Brewers are probably going to sweep them. So if you lose any more games, all of a sudden you could be down five games. You don't want that again. Obviously, we've seen that you can overcome that, but you don't want to be in the same situation again as last year. And I agree that this isn't really an indictment of what they are. I mean, the Cubs were one of the best teams in baseball, especially in the National League. Maybe not baseball, but in the National League, uh, going to that Red Series, and you know, sometimes you hit a slump. There's a lot of factors that go into this losing streak. Um, The main one is injuries, and we'll get into more details in that because there's a lot to talk about there, but injuries certainly haven't helped, especially when your best player is injured, but still, you want to see them playing better, and, you know, long story short, they need to snap out of this sooner than later. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's also, like you said, they had a stretch like this in 2016 when they won the World Series. So that should be uh, that should leave some room for optimism for people because, like I said, this is just what happens. The best teams in the league all have stretches like this where they just nothing is clicking, guys are hurt, and you know it happens. Uh, 
And, yeah, it's frustrating, and you hate to see it. And, no, the Cubs should not have been swept by the Reds. But it happened, and they've got a chance now to take two out of three from the Dodgers again. So I think they'll be fine. And uh, once they get Bryant back, hopefully they get him back in the end of this uh, ten days. But, uh, you know, they could really use Morrow and Edwards back, too. Having those guys out is not helping them at all right now. Absolutely. And, you know, I mentioned earlier about injuries, specific injuries. We'll just come out and say that Chris Bryant was put on the DL today. He's had shoulder problems. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of serious, but it's also not. It's serious in the fact that you don't have your best player, but it's not a serious injury. And like you said, hopefully he'll be back really soon. It sounded just like soreness, discomfort. Uh, but still, when you don't have your best player, that always escalates things a little bit. Uh, right. And uh, and Bryant was slumping, too, pretty hard there yeah. for a while, and it almost makes you wonder if that shoulder had something to do with that, if that was something that had been bothering him for a while. Well, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Do you think he was playing hurt? I, I'm kind of leaning that way, yeah. I mean, because that's – it's uncharacteristic of Chris Bryant to have a slump that lasts that long. Right. Usually when he has rough patches, they don't last very long, and he finds his groove pretty quick. This was unusually long uh, for him to be, you know, he just looked lost at the plate, and he was swinging at everything, and it just did not look like Chris Bryant. So, you know, maybe this sounds bad, but in a way I'm almost relieved to see him go to the 10-day DL because that – lets me know that, you know, maybe he wasn't uh, completely healthy during that stretch. And, you know, I'd rather uh, the Cubs rest him and get him back to full health than to trot him out there, you know, uh, with a bad shoulder. So, Yeah, you know, it's I, I agree with you. Because when you saw the way he played during his slump, you saw really just awkward swings that were not like him. And obviously... The shoulder has a lot to do with the swing. But also, you couldn't see him catch up the pitches he normally catches up to. Like, how many fastballs were thrown by him during that slump? A yeah, lot. exactly. That's, that's, yeah, that makes me think that he was playing through some kind of nagging shoulder injury. So, uh, you know, I hope this is not a big deal. Um, hopefully, once these 10 days are up, he's back and and looking like uh, MVP Chris Bryant, but, you know, whatever it takes to get him uh, feeling good again. Right, and before we dive into the other injuries, it's important to note that he's the main guy who's injured position player-wise. Otherwise, they're healthy on that front. Mainly, it's the pitching staff that's been really banged up. But before we get into that, with the injury of Bryant... This right here tells you that Rizzo has to play like Rizzo because he hasn't lately. He got hot again after the slump to start, and now he's gone cold again. You need Anthony Rizzo to be Anthony Rizzo during this stretch. I'm sure you could agree with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the the last time I was on the show, I said that I thought Anthony Rizzo getting hot uh, might have had something to do with the rest of the Cubs starting to click because he is a leader of that team. And when your yep. leader is performing well and doing everything he's supposed to do, that just kind of uh, is infectious around the team. And so, yeah, it is really important for Rizzo to heat up again. 
Absolutely. You have hot hitters right now in Jason Hayward. Kyle Schwarber had a good game the other night after a little bit of a slump, but he's still having good at-bats. Ben Zobrist is still doing really well. Baez has been on a groove lately, actually. He did pretty well in Cincinnati in that whole, you know, cluster crap of things. Uh, yeah. So, but you need the whole team to be consistent again. Uh, it's it's just it's important because if you remember in the series in Cincinnati, pretty much all their run scoring or lack thereof, the little that they did score, it was all in one inning. You know, they scored in one inning, and that was it. Can't do that. No, yeah, the Cubs, uh, even when they when they first got good, their consistency has always been a problem. They have really hot stretches and really cold stretches and not a lot in between. They're not, uh, they're usually not scraping by. They're either blowing people out and getting sweeps or they're just, you know, what happened with the Reds. But uh, I have just accepted the fact that this is kind of the Cubs' identity and you just have to roll with the punches. And I think they'll be fine. And I will say one thing, uh, one area where I disagree with Joe Madden, he said recently um, that everybody needs to play, and he's playing guys that are cold, and I kind of disagree with that at this point. I think when you've got a team like the Brewers, who are in first place and playing to win this division this year, I think we're at the point where the best guys need to play every day. And you yeah. need to be giving. You need to be using the lineup that gives you the best chance to win, not the lineup that maybe breaks somebody out of a slump. And I think Albert Almora is definitely at the point where he needs to be playing every single day. Um, he went 0 for 4 yesterday, and he's still hitting 317. I think he's one of the best players in baseball that's not being talked about right now. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think the most important thing right now is to get back on track. And you put the guys who are hitting right now in the lineup. You have Hayward out there. You have Elmore at the top. You'll have Anthony Rizzo batting in his usual spot. You won't have Bryant, but, yeah, put your best lineup out there. I definitely agree. Have Wilson Contreras out there. Uh, Chris Jimenez, clearly not a hitter. Uh, but I can understand why he pitched with Underwood. They probably worked together in AAA, so that's probably why he was out there. But, yeah, I mean, going forward here, you really got to – Instead of worrying about breaking out of a slump, worry about winning the games. That's what's right. most important. Because like I so said, the me, Brewers are showing no sign of slowing down right now. No, not at all. So let me ask you a question then. Um, yeah. If the Bryant injury is more serious than we think right now, and he ends up having to miss more than 10 days, should the Cubs bring back up Victor Caratini? Because his bat was actually pretty good when they had him up earlier in the year. You know, I bet you they do, um, because Caratini can play catcher, and I think he plays some infield. He has played yeah, some infield, hasn't he? Yeah, he's played yeah, exactly. some first base. Yeah. Exactly, so there you go. Uh, so I think they would do that, definitely. I mean, unless they made a trade, there's – well, I guess you could bring up David Bodie or Mark Zagunis, but Caratini has the most MLB playing time out of those other guys. Right, he's got the the most MLB ready bat of all those guys. He's got the experience. He's comfortable playing with those guys. I almost think they're at the point right now where that would be prudent to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess you could kind of make an argument for Bodie because he would directly replace, you know, he's a third baseman, so he would replace him there. But, yeah, um, they would definitely have to call up somebody. God forbid Brian's injury is worse than we thought. Uh, We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But, I mean, at the end of the day, what you want most and foremost is Bryant to be healthy again and Bryant to return to form. And who knows, maybe he comes back and he tears it up again. Maybe he just needed some time off and some rest. The the Cubs are in a very difficult situation going forward. They don't have off days like the rest of the year. They, They, like, don't have off days because of the ridiculous amount of rainouts and makeup games they have. It's... It's going to be tough, man. This is not going to be easy. And look, I have all the confidence in the world for the Cubs. I am not saying they're not going to win the division. But what I'm saying is that with all these days consecutive, all this work going forward, and the Brewers not having to worry about a lot of rainouts because they play in a dome, you know, they, that, that's kind of an advantage for Milwaukee. Now, again, the Cubs just have to go out there and play. I truly believe they are the best team. What I'm trying to say here is is that this is going to be a really tough fight until the end of the season. It is not going to be a cakewalk by any means. And when the Cubs really struggled in 2016 at this time of year, I mean, at least they were up by, like, double digits already at that point. It's not the case this year. And like I said, Milwaukee is showing no signs of slowing down. And they're playing a terrible Royals team, so they're probably going to cruise through that. So the Cubs really, really want to get back in gear uh, before they fall any more behind and have to make it harder on themselves. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure Brewers fans uh, were saying five days ago, oh, the Cubs, they're going to get four easy games in Cincinnati because the Cubs had some momentum at that point, and that didn't happen. So I'm not willing to rule out uh, Kansas City doing some work against Milwaukee. I, I don't think that'll happen, but it's not outside the realm of uh, yeah, anything possibilities. Could happen baseball. And, you know, as far as the rainout things go, you know, could it make a difference? Yeah, but if at the end of the year we're saying, oh, well, Milwaukee's dome made the difference, then my conclusion is just going to be that the Cubs weren't good enough. And if that's what it comes down to, that the Cubs – had to play more uh, makeup games because of rain, then the fact is they just weren't good enough. It's, it's, right, and I don't want to use that as an excuse. Right, just, right. Just to make that clear. But, and I'm not you know, saying I'm that, that, that would be a factor. Yeah. Right, yeah, no, I, I definitely get what you're saying. And you're absolutely right. You know, baseball's a weird sport. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those things where I guess we just got to be patient to work out of this because they've gone through this last year too. I mean, the whole first half was not what we wanted, but they had that six-game losing streak as well, and they were able to work around it, luckily, and they were able to work around a deficit in the division. We just don't want to make it that hard again, you know, but we'll see what happens. They can get hot again. Things could all be solved. It's just too oh, yeah. bad and that a lot of key guys have had to get hurt during this, this stretch. Yeah, the the Cubs just can't catch a break right now. They, there's really nothing going their way. It's The injuries hurt, but you know, I think tonight is a really great opportunity for them to 
to start picking up some steam again. Uh, there's no other guy that you would want other than John Lester for the Cubs to get you back on track tonight. Yeah, and John Lester, just a quick word on him again, he continues to grind his way to success, even when he doesn't have his best stuff. He's grinding his way through games and going six, seven innings. Yeah, He's and really that's been the most important pitcher on this staff. And that's something we've seen him do before, and it's it's something that kind of separates. You know, when a pitcher gets older, as John Lester is, he's in his mid-30s now, um, you see some of those guys start to fizzle out. Uh, but sometimes with a guy like Lester, you get pitchers who are smart enough to uh, kind of reconfigure their game a little bit to still be effective, and that's what John Lester's done. And he doesn't have the same velocity he used to have. He maybe doesn't have the same bite to some of his pitches, same movement, but he's finding a way. And he hasn't just been good this year. I mean, he's been Cy Young caliber good. 9-2 and two with a 2.1 ERA is is no joke. But uh, it's also going to be a tough game, too, because Ross Stripling is going for the Dodgers tonight, and he's been terrific this year. Yeah, and then you got to face Clayton Kershaw, but he's probably going to be a little rusty, so we'll see what happens yeah. there. I don't think that well, guy's going like, to make um, I, I, I give him another couple months, and he'll be in the minors. I'm just I'm just not buying the Kershaw hype, you know? I, I just don't see it. Like, what do you mean? I, I Well, that, that was an attempt at a joke, you know? I, I was being, okay. I just I wanted yeah. to double check because I'm like, wait, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. I know I know who Clayton Kershaw is. I I was just, yeah, never mind. You were just being hard. Yeah. Okay. Basically. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have Cody on here. Uh, we have some caller here. And What's hello, up, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Welcome back. Uh, well, uh, I just helped one of my work friends' softball teams uh, lose 16-2, to two, so we're doing real good. We're, we're making right. our way up. Round of applause. Woo! Appreciate it. Appreciate it. 1-0-2 with two ground outs to shortstop. I might as well have looked like, uh, uh, I don't know, I can't think of a player now. I've ruined that. I apologize. Wow. Get good. Yeah, I'll work on that. So, so Cody, we were just talking about uh, kind of a lot of the injuries that have been going on with the Cubs, uh, Chris Bryant mainly. I wanted to get into some of the pitchers. Uh, We mentioned you, Darvish. He had a rehab start yesterday. Looks pretty good. Went five innings, three hits, one run, five strikeouts, no walks. Though he said he still didn't feel 100%, but it looks like he's going to be back soon. The other two big injuries on the pitching staff are closer Brandon Morrow and Carl Edwards Jr. And we've mentioned both of those in previous episodes, but I think we can all agree that he, you Darvish, and all those guys, it's really important that they all need to come back. Uh, Cody, what's kind of your thoughts on the pitching staff right now? We were just talking about John Lester, but are you really worried about it with all these injuries, or you think they're going to get healthy soon and everything will come back together? Um, I mean, I guess if any of them, if there's any of them that I'm worried about, is maybe Edwards because it wasn't his injury uh, like a shoulder problem. 
Uh, with Chris Bryant, um, actually, I just, I'm just i seeing an article here. It says he told the media that he hurt his shoulder a month ago on a slide, so it has been bugging him for a while. So okay. it's, well, it's not really it, – it is – I guess I would consider it an injury, um, but, yeah. you know, it, it's weird to describe. Okay. Well, in terms of the pitchers, I'm not necessarily super worried. It's just sometimes it takes a while for them to get back into the groove once they do come back. And what worries me is, you know, the Cubs are on a five-game losing streak right now. And so when they come back, it will be interesting to see where the Cubs are at at that point. Um I mean, obviously, the Brewers haven't taken advantage, really, of the Cubs' five-game losing streak um, yet, at least. I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about tonight because John Lester's been pretty good all season. But, I mean, like I said, the Cubs are on a five-game losing streak, and they're still only two-and-a-half back. So, I'm not too worried right now. It's just mainly Edwards and Morrow, those guys, like, the Cubs need them to come back and – they're going to need them to knock the rust off sooner rather than later just because, you know, the rest of the bullpen is pretty tanked. I mean, and I think that those guys are going to need to come back and be effective right away, and you just can't bank on that right away. I guess if there's any worries about that or about those pitchers, it's that. That's definitely true because you're going to need your closer to be really good, and you rely on Carl Edwards Jr. in – a number of situations, whether he's putting out a fire or coming out in the late innings, you need him to come back and do that. Adam, what are your thoughts on that? On Carl? Yeah, uh, Carl, Morrow, on uh, pretty much any of the pitchers that are injured right now and that need to come back. Yeah, they need them back because Morrow and Edwards were their two best relievers by far. And so, yeah, it that's a huge hole that they're – that they're missing there without those two guys. You know, Edwards was finally starting to look like he had some control. And we saw flashes of what he could do last year and the year before that, but he was walking guys like crazy. And this year he was he was finally starting to look like a, a more refined pitcher. And then Morrow obviously has been great. Uh, his last couple uh, appearances were not too great, but... Uh, I think uh, there was some rust to that, though, too, because in his last appearance, what was it, something like nine, ten days since he had pitched last? Yeah, that sounds about right. A long time off for sure, yeah. As soon as they can get those two guys healthy and back into the uh, into the roster, that'll be a huge pick-me-up. If you ask me right now, do I think those those two guys being out is more of a hurt than Bryant being out. I would I would feel like it, that that's a bigger deal than Bryant being out right now since Bryant's been out the last couple of days. I mean, not saying Bryant's not valuable. I'm definitely not saying that. I just think that uh, the bullpen has just been used so much. At least you have viable players to play and play third base, and you got all kinds of guys who can hit for power too. So. In the long run, you'll really you'll need Chris Bryant, but for ten days, I, I I would much rather have those those relievers back more than 
more than having to do with Bryant on the on the DL. Yeah, I mean, to your point, all those guys are so worked. Pedro Strope has worked really hard. But Brian Dunsing's really struggling right now. Randy Rosario has worked really hard. Steve Ciszek has worked really hard. Yeah, I mean, in terms of relieving somebody, that's pretty important. Yeah, I, I mean, Brian's obviously the most valuable player on the team. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the bullpen really does need the support right now. And to go along with that, that also means that the starters are going to have to go deeper into ball games. I'm sure you guys can agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why you Darvish coming back this weekend was huge. Uh, the whole his him his arm or whatever is still not feeling great after that start yesterday in South Bend. I I kind of take it with a grain of salt, just because I'm thinking maybe just you know he hasn't thrown for a, or he hasn't thrown that many pitches for a month or so. So I mean, I just feel like he needs to just get back into game shape or whatever they call it. Because um, you know in his first start back, Joe's not going to send him out there to throw 100 pitches. He'll probably be on a pitch count his first start or two. Right. I would imagine that – I'm hoping, I'm hoping um, that when he said he didn't feel 100%, it was probably just shaking off some rust. Again, I don't know for sure, but – that's kind of my hope, and it wouldn't surprise me if that were the case. You know, he threw a simulated game earlier, but that was his first in-game action since May 20th. And, you know, it, sometimes it takes a little bit to work your way back from that. I'll ask uh, Adam this uh, really quick, and then I'll ask you this, Cody. Uh, are you guys at all worried about you, Darvish, when he comes back, or do you think he's going to pitch to form? Well, yeah, to be honest with you, I am a little bit worried because the Cubs do need him to be the ace-type pitcher that they paid for. Um, but it doesn't really matter at the same time because whether he's good or not, he's going to be in that rotation. And my biggest concern with that is whether or not they bump Chatwood out, which I think they should do. I don't think that's going to yeah. happen. I think they're going to go six-man. Uh, Cody, what about you? Yeah, I mean – I Obviously, he struggled before he went on the DL, so, yeah, I got some concerns. Uh, I think his biggest thing is getting through the the opposing lineup the second or the third time. As we saw, like, he would be – sometimes he would have first-inning struggles, but majority of the time he would be okay for four innings. But if the fifth inning comes wrong, which is right around your – you're about to hit the, the lineup the third time, usually – and things just fall apart for him. That or, you know, just something doesn't go his way, and I don't know how it affects him. People have all kinds of theories on how he lets things get to him easily, whatever, I don't know. Um, I think that's his biggest thing is just being able to get through that, those opposing lineups more than more than twice. Um, because I think we all know he has the stuff to to do what he to to get six seven innings consistently as a starter. We just gotta he just gotta find a rhythm. That's the thing, you know. And I like I said, I got some concerns, but I think he'll be able to figure it out. Um, 
I think he's he's definitely motivated to come back and show that he deserved the contract he he deserves. So um, I guess we'll see what happens. But I I definitely feel like we should definitely have some concerns, but uh, light concerns, not major ones. Yeah, that's fair. And sometimes pitchers need a start or two from coming back from the DL to really kind of get themselves going. Rehab start probably really helps you, Darvish. The main thing with the rehab start was to just pitch in a game again, just to get the feel again. And there were a lot of good things we saw. The command looked really good. The fastball was hitting 94, so the velocity is more or less back. He was able to really change his speeds. Uh, He struck out a guy on like a 64-mile-an-hour curve through some sliders, cutters, fastballs, so he was able to mix things up a little bit. He gave up a home run and then a double off the wall. But, you know, other than that, looked really, really good from the video I saw, from the stat line I saw. So I probably would have been a bit more concerned about you Darvish's post-game comments if he had really struggled. But the good thing is, is that he looked pretty good in his rehab start. Uh, did any of you guys get a chance to see any footage or read about the rehab start? Uh, I, I I saw the, the minor league uh, Twitter page share it or something like that. And, uh, I mean, yeah, he looked pretty good. This, and like you said, the stat line looked good. Um, they don't read too much into it because he's going against A-ball players. But, um, you know, I like you said, uh, him getting out there and getting back into the game or whatever, you know, hopefully that takes away some jitters from his first start back with the Cubs. Um, and they, the Cubs play the Twins this weekend. If he if he pitches against the Twins this weekend, I mean, if anything, that's a, it's a good team for him to go up against. They're they're right there in the middle of the pack. They're not. It's not like Dwayne Underwood having to go against the Dodgers last night. Yeah, exactly. Wait, yeah. Off topic, the the Twins have disappointed me this year. They were kind of my dark horse coming into the the season uh, to dethrone one of those. Uh, top AL teams. I didn't think necessarily that they would win the division over the Indians, but I thought they'd make the wild card again, win it, and then make a serious run. But they, boy, they don't look like they're headed anywhere right now. Well, this is what the Twins do. They win 97 games one year, and then the next year they're absolutely terrible. So the Cubs hopefully can take advantage of them. I'm going to be at the game Friday, so they're probably going to lose that. Um, sorry, guys. But um, it'll be fun to watch at least. Uh, but, yeah, the the Twins, like you said, Adam, disappointing for many, but I'm also not surprised because I didn't think that pitching staff was very good. The healthy uh, lineup looked good, but the pitching not as yeah. much. How do you guys like Miguel Sano being sent to single A? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Life that is comes a little crazy. Fast. Man. Yeah. I mean, usually Self-made guys are sent down to triple A, but single A? Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah, rip. That's unheard of usually. I mean, did he get sent down to triple A originally and then they just kept moving him down? No, straight to single A. Wow. Yeah, that's unheard of. <laughs> what a loser. Straight <laughs> just, just there. there. I'm uh, sorry. No, don't apologize. That's okay. We expect it from you, So, we have eight minutes left. Adam, you're the master of games. You have a game for us to play. 
You know, I thought we'd just kind of go down the list of Cubs and you guys tell uh, the other person if you think they're all-star caliber this year or not. Okay. It's all right. That's that's all good. I mean, we're, we're close to getting close to all-star time here, so it seems appropriate. So. All right. Who wants to okay. start? Want me to name somebody? Yeah. All right. I'll give you, I, in my opinion, the toughest one. Javier Baez, all-star or not? I think maybe make – if you were to make the all-star team, it wouldn't be a starter. I think he deserves a chance, but I don't think he'd be, um, like, starting in the game. But I think he'd be worthy of at least going there. Yeah, okay. I, I I think so too. I'm, I mean, it does depend on how the other shortstops are doing, obviously. But when I look at Javier Baez's slash line, you know, he's been good this year and good for Baez, I'll say. Um, <laughs> but two sixty six, three oh seven is that's not all star caliber, if we're being honest. Right, and I know. Does not walk a lot, so the 307 thing on base percentage that's not a surprise to any Cubs right. fans. It's not something they're disappointed no. there because we know who Baez is. He's kind of an all or nothing guy. He He's either going to get a hit or a homer, or he's going to strike out, and that's just who he is. And this year, he's been doing more of the hitting and less of the striking out, but just in general, I would say that hitting 266 with a uh, less than league average on base percentage is probably not all-star caliber. Okay. Um, do we not factor I'll go in the next. defense? Yeah, we do, but I, we're also talking about uh, human voters here, too, and people, I think, are more inclined to vote based off of offensive numbers than defensive stuff. That yeah, I definitely agree. Okay, so... Uh, Here's the name I'll bring up. Albert Almora Jr. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> 317-360-438. Terrific fielder. Why wouldn't he be? I mean, I guess the you could make the argument that he that he has not uh played as much as the other outfielders in the league because he has been in kind of a platoon role. And so he doesn't have as many starts, as many innings. But the way he's hitting and the way he's fielding, oh, yeah, absolutely. He's an all-star in my book. Oh, that, that reaction was great, Adam. That was really great. Yeah, I, I'm i with you guys there. All right, Cody, yeah. do you have a name for us? Um, Okay, let's go Anthony Rizzo. I, it pains me to say, but no, not this here. Yeah, uh, yeah. The answer is no, and I. It's really probably not much of a debate, to be honest. No. Um. Yeah. He just plain and simple. He hasn't been that good this year. He had. He had a stretch there where he got hot for a while, but you don't get into the All Star game based on a little hot streak. You. It's your your body of work that gets you in, and he doesn't have it. If his average in OPP were about forty points higher, then yes, but. As of right now, no, just – sorry, Anthony, not this year. 
And he didn't make it last year either. And I, I'm not worried about him going forward. It's just he just never gets off to a good start. He's always bad in April. Yeah, it's strange. It's just the weird thing about this year is he was he struggled to start, which was normal, but he hasn't been consistently good the rest of the way like he normally has because usually uh, after that bad first month, he always finds consistency. And this year we've seen, like Adam said, some good stretches, but not the consistency. Yeah. No, I'm with you guys. I completely agree. All right, Adam, get us one more name. We have three minutes left. Okay, here's another maybe tricky one, Jason Hayward. Ooh. Mm. He's been pretty good since May 18th. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. You're darn good. He was, he was pretty bad, though, before that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just... We were just well, talking about a guy who had a really bad April. Uh, can you really, like, I don't know. I think there's too many good outfielders. He's not going to be a starter, that's for sure. But who knows? I, it would depend. I don't know when all-star voting is up yet, but it would. he wouldn't need a really nice stretch, that's for sure. And, I mean, he's I mean, he's on one right now. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm kind of with you. I feel like he's kind of on the fringe. And, you know, yeah. based on what some of the other outfielders in the National League are doing, I, my best guess would be no. And maybe he'll get the votes. If it was up to me, I probably would not put him in if it came down to it today. I do think he's close. You know, the bat is above average right now, and the defense is gold glove caliber, as always. And so, you know, whether he's an all-star or not, fact is Jason Hayward is a really valuable part of the team right now, and... I'm, that's good enough for me, even if he's not an all-star. Right on. No, I, I definitely agree with both you guys on that. If he was doing this yeah. more consistently since the beginning of the year, you'd probably see even better numbers and more hype for him to be an all-star. Right now I see him as a really good, solid, valuable guy right now for the Cubs. Yeah, Whether he's an all-star or not, whatever. But, hey, he's doing good things for the Cubs. That's good enough for us, so we're really happy with that. Well, I would love to continue this conversation, but we are out of time. We want to thank everybody for listening uh, to this podcast whenever you did. Cody, Adam, thank you guys, as always, for coming on. Oh, yeah, whatever. sure. <laughs> <laughs> love your enthusiasm, Adam. Yeah, Adam. I love you, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, just a reminder that you can follow Cubby's Crib on Twitter. You could also go to their main page and find all the articles and podcast information there. You can find us on iTunes, Spreaker. Check us out. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Hopefully the Cubs can get back on track. We will talk to you next Tuesday. Have a great day.
a matchup. And what a team, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Claim based on talking tax. Not valid for active numbers currently on a T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.